Hell yeah, that's my vibe All I needed was a seat at the table Shut the front door, sit your ass down This is me when I'm feeling my feelings Thanks for tuning in today. I'm so excited for today's show. I have a special friend um, here to talk about community with me. And we talk a lot lot on my show about community and just how important it is and how uh, in our world now we're so autonomous and like we have this rugged individualism. And as much as that is gives us a good sense of self, often we can kind of lose the importance of true community with that individualism and autonomy. Um, I am very honored to be part of a community here in Eugene. Um, The Oregon Country Fair every year happens, and it's a really incredible event. It's been going on now for over 50 years, and I've been involved several ways, but last year I really was kind of centered in the community a lot more because I was able to be on a crew that um, created like the lounge spaces and the kind of public spaces and being able to go to the site before the event and work on the spaces and be with the people building the event. It just brought so much joy and uh, sense of purpose for me to create that space and my guest today is the whole reason I was able to have that experience last year. So thank you for coming to the show, April. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me, Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> it was great to have you at FAIR, too. Yeah. We had a blast. It was so fun. <laughs> I can't wait for this year. It's yeah. going to be great. <laughs> yes. Um, I brought April on. I brought you on because I feel like you are a good pillar for what, um, like, being a community, like, rebel rouser shit starter (laughs) you are very good at like seeing a problem or a project and just being like delegate and go let's do it so I feel like you're a really good I thrive in the uncomfortable I really do (laughs) (laughs) it's bittersweet (laughs) well you thrive in the uncomfortable but you're also very like self-possessed and so even if it things are uncomfortable you maintain who you are and your beliefs and your boundaries (laughs) working ever working on that (laughs) well that's yeah it takes practice it it takes practice to do that and I'm I'm, yeah not uh weary of the challenge yeah Yeah. (laughs) so last year at fair we um created an incredible space it was amazing yes (laughs) and I felt so honored to be part of that but unfortunately part of that experience was having our art destroyed yeah Within the community that we built that art for. Yeah, it was surprising and a big disappointment to experience that that duality. (laughs) (laughs) It's so beautiful and so painful at the same time Mm -hmm. to like have all this intention and all this work and all this momentum into something that you're literally doing as a gift Mm -hmm. for a community that you love and then someone destroys that gift yeah well they just I guess they took it in a different way you know that it's unfortunate and it's kind of painful that it's like this was for joy and this was yeah, for happiness and then it, it brought such a you know adverse opposite reaction it's just like yeah astounding <laughs> I don't quite understand still I don't either <laughs> I 
but the part of what's been kind of beautiful is the response that our community members have given us and they are actually putting in steps of accountability mm-hmm. and i think that can mimic what we need to do yeah. in our real lives it's like what gets results and we're seeing that and it's like wow accountability it's uncomfortable but i can't remember what <laughs> we were calling it at fair but it's like uh equitable justice or something oh. like that there's like a really good word for the restorative justice restorative justice restorative justice yeah, yeah. and yeah. not something that's going to place a lot of blame and mm-hmm. like frustration and anger on the person who caused this disruption but to come to terms and we're all on the same page and we all understand why it happened and right. why it shouldn't happen just future. resolution oriented you know like it's yeah. not about like uh, it happened because of this or that or why it happened yeah cool let's understand it let's move through it and yeah. prevent it from happening again by analyzing it and you've been in the fair community for a long time how yeah. long um i don't know over a decade wow. uh, yeah i just uh i've always wanted to be in the fair how i came about was like such a eugene fairy tale story yeah and yeah it was like i i always worked you know and i could only ever visit the country fair i couldn't put in the time to like do that pre-fair mm-hmm. extra effort and then the one year i quit my job of seven years i was like redefining myself and that was my main goal was to get on a crew and i went out there that first weekend because i heard you just go out there and put in your time and you'll get swooped up and I just had these so many serendipitous things that occurred in a row I was reading a Tom Robbins book and it was about <laughs> beats and I bought this screen printed dress because I had a beat on it because of that book and I was out at the fair and somebody saw that beat on my dress and they were doing a beat dyed project and needed help and then I was brought to the art barn and it's all history from there you know oh like God. it was just such a beautiful like oh I'm supposed to be here <laughs> and like that kind of proves my point that like you have to be brave and you have to take these chances to invest in a community especially something like the country fair that's been so well established yes and there's almost like a hippie hierarchy there not almost there definitely (laughs) a hundred percent is it's intimidating it's like if you don't have your easy way in and that's what a lot of people they know someone who knows someone but if you're outside of that like you know, six degrees of separation of getting in by word of mouth. It's like, how do you get in? Like yeah. I had moved here. I didn't have any connections. And I was just like, I'm just going to go out there. Yeah. <laughs> and then and now, <laughs> 10 years later, you're like fronting this really incredible crew in that community and like creating these beautiful spaces. And I'm sure you've had a lot of different experiences in the past where like things have gone wrong and there has to have these steps to kind of, reconcile what's gone definitely especially out there I've I was fortunate enough to find my way in at the on the ambiance art crew my first year so I've always been working with artists but that's just a very you know unique um what do we call it like herding butterflies you know what I mean (laughs) they're just out there you gotta let them be in their flow but in that flow state it's you know your heightened emotions communication Mm -hmm. it's just it gets a gets interesting yeah. out there, you know, it really does. Um, so we had a lot of opportunities to practice, um, yeah. what is that, e- de-escalation, mm-hmm. and, you know, setting boundaries and, yeah. and working through it for the greater <laughs> cause. <laughs> and inevitably, that's going to lead to more growth, not just for us personally, yes. but for as the community as a whole, mm-hmm. like that's going to make us stronger because we're learning how to speak our boundaries mm-hmm. in a way that is respectful and um during that situation this last summer i we were both in like mm. a place where we were being confronted with yeah. a lot of like 
aggressive, weird <laughs> yeah. behaviors from people. And I was um, in that moment when we first were kind of confronted by the person who inevitably destroyed our art. Yeah, we're pretty, pretty sure, but, you know, <laughs> I you don't just, have surveillance out there in the woods, right. unfortunately. <laughs> Next year. I just year. <laughs> remember, like, watching you being, like, physically and verbally you were being very clear with what you needed and what was not going to be accepted and um I just really respect that as like as our leader of that crew (laughs) (laughs) because it's it's something that I've struggled with and like especially with in in the terms of being within a community like I want to give 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 because I think oh well all boats rise with the tide so if I give all that I can Right. I'm also a recovering people pleaser. (laughs) You know, boundaries are just the best thing you can do for yourself, for everyone, for the community. And it's like knowing when a conversation is going to be productive or not is like, I'm I'm not, I'm no longer going to invest in this. You know, like there's no, there's no benefit. We're not trying to seek a solution right now. This is just emotions just overflowing and spewing everywhere. So let's just like calm the fuck down. Can I say fuck? Yeah, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Calm the fuck down. Go gather yourself, process it, think, feel, and then come back and let's try to like compromise and be solution oriented. Cause that's, I mean, the only way you're going to get through anything with any kind of collaboration is wanting to have a solution, not wanting to stay in the problem, you know, or like to point fingers as to bring other people down. Yeah. Because like their emotions were heightened too. And I don't know, I just feel like as a whole, the way that uh, the fair community deals with things is really beautiful because I've now been able to like kind of take those steps and bring them into my actual life at work and with my kids and like learning how to be like, these are what my expectations are Mm -hmm. for being part of this group or this community, (laughs) this family or whatever. And like, I, I, there's skills that I didn't have before. Yeah, reaching agreements. I think that's so yeah. beneficial. And just like over communication is like, what's what could happen? Yeah. You know, what's the downside of over communicating? Maybe you're, they're annoyed. You know what I right. mean? Maybe they feel harassed. I mean, if it's at its worst, but under communication, it's like, wow, that's yeah. where all that dark, nasty resentment and mm-hmm. weird, unsaid mm-hmm. projections come from. And it's like, I just, I choose not to live there. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you live really presently within that stuff you know like you're you deal with things immediately I, you do yeah <laughs> not everyone's like that though and I, I need to learn my boundary with that too is like not everyone's like processing at the same speed as me and so like I learned that that's my balance is to learn to allow that space for them and hold space for myself and like okay like we're not gonna reach this resolution right now but I'm okay with that yeah <laughs> but we're going to and I'm open to the resolution so it's it's gonna happen yeah <laughs> Have you felt the impact of the fair community and how they um, operate within your own personal life and like how you how you operate like maybe with your friend group or things like that? Um, maybe I mean I've lived on lots of communal type situations and properties. I mean like the master tenant of some very Eugene type <laughs> housing yep. situations, and I you know like. The thing that the, the fair does is just like what it's just like a, a functional government kind of yeah everything has their dysfunctions we are humans with our unfortunate human condition you know yeah. but like it does have checks and balances you know and it's um and i i i think the model of having a board you know mm-hmm. and having accountabilities and having different like you know 
floodgates for lack of a better word of like you know to go through and check ins uh, I think that's important and vital and yes to answer your question I, I feel like I have applied it in most of those like communal housing yeah. situations because you have lots of different dynamics and everybody has a right and that's their experience you know and it's how do you honor so many vastly different like personalities and wants and needs and desires you know and still yeah. like move forward you know and that's just yeah. like staying focused on why we're here you know and that's what the fair really does is like why are we here you know and they're really good at reminding us we're coming together for this thing this is awesome we're having a great time like yeah. This is what it's about, you know, and I think that's why maybe it's so easy to lean into that community because when you're just living with a family, you know, mm -hmm. it's not always so blatantly obvious. Why are we doing this? You know, especially on the rough days or whatnot. Yeah. But it's like at the fair, it's like, yes, it's this beautiful, enchanting party. Part, not really a party. Yes, we do throw a festival, but it is so much more than that. It's yeah. like it's the building. It's the time out there together. It's the community investment, just like people really just come together and build a city in the woods, you know, just because yeah. it's fun and cool and we want to <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, it's really uh, encouraging. But yeah, and um, other dynamics, it can maybe be more difficult to keep sight of like why we're putting in the work, you know, mm -hmm. why, why we're here. Uh, I really think that when we bring the kind of fair magic to the people that that actually come and pay and just stay for the day and like that energy it helps kind of promote the fact that we actually need each other outside of these very specialized events yes. and it's something that i struggle with i'm a very like i'm an introverted extrovert it makes sense you know like <laughs> i really love people and i'm really um, invested in my friends and my friendships, but I also have, I'm like mentally ill, yo. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know? I get drained by people. I love them. Yeah, I thrive same. off of them. But that same thing that fills me with energy drains and depletes yeah. me. You know? Absolutely. Like, I mean, just this morning I went out to thrift with a friend, with two friends and I, we had been planning it for <laughs> over a week, which sometimes is worse. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of is. You're like, oh shit, there's oh, that weird God, day of anxiety. Yeah. You're like, am I really committed? <laughs> and I'm like driving there. I'm like, no, it's going to be fun. And like, it is fun. But <laughs> yes. then I stop. I like, after I dropped everyone off, like I just went and laid in my bed. Just like, I love those people. I care so deeply about them, but I am so drained mm -hmm. and so spent because I had to like be on. And that's, I think that's kind of a, why a lot of people kind of stay away from wanting to enter into a place where they're like around like-minded people yeah. because they're afraid of that, that dropout that right. can happen. Like I have learned now that if I'm going to be with a big group of humans and I have to, like, perform a task or, you know, create an ambiance of some kind or whatever, I have to really mentally prepare for that. Oh, yeah. I call it work mode. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is probably, like, past trauma responses that I didn't get from great reasons, but they come in functional because it's like, I can detach, you know? It's mm -hmm. like, I'm putting this in a compartment. I'm going to be work April now, you know? like yeah. And that means there's, like, certain limits to my emotional availability it's like you know those floodgates yeah. again it's like i'm going to close off parts of myself to keep myself preserved so i can do this you so know and be function. there and not have to go stare at a wall for yeah. a day after fair man i have to be honest with you like i go into adrenal fatigue like because i'm on and i'm on so hard and it's just like i'm always working too and real yeah. life stuff at the same time and it's like i don't know 
how I do it. <laughs> well, I do that dysfunctional thing and yeah. then it comes back <laughs> and it's like, woo, the rest of the summer I'm just like, bah, yeah. next to a river, you know, yeah. <laughs> which is good. Yeah. It's great. Balance. It's, uh, it's a little too extreme. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I, I like, I spent a year as slug queen and going to events at like twice a month, yeah. maybe more and doing burlesque performances. So and it was like six. It's basically until the winter time after I like gave up my crown where I was actually like wanted to go out at night. Mm-hmm. I wanted to actually like get together with people other than just having people at my house and being like, yeah, you have to leave by eight 30 cause the kid goes to sleep. <laughs> we're done. Yeah, we're done now. <laughs> like I just want to put that on all of my invitations now. Be like, please leave by eight. Right. I really mean that. Like, yeah, I, like I check in, you know, yeah, like really though. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I feel like, part of being a good community member is learning how to gauge that mental health n- piece mm-hmm. for ourselves. The social battery. And like, you know? we all are like suffering some way with mental illness. We're all having like, I mean, who we, isn't no. if you're alive today and you aren't like kind of fucked up about something. <laughs> like, yeah. like what's wrong with you? Wow. You yeah. are, you're special. When you're what just, we call a unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when people just like raw dog in their lives and uh, just going on through day to day. And I'm like, how, how are you doing that? I don't know. Yeah. It's stressful. It's like our generation you, too. You know, I feel like maybe, well, we have, we like grew up with so much hustle culture because financially we had to. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of finding like, well, maybe if I don't hustle quite as much and I have a little bit more for me, then yes. maybe my balance. Oh, I'm going to die poor. There's yeah. no retirement. No. There's nothing. Like this is the bad. This is mm-hmm. the, we will probably be the collapse of it all when we start <laughs> dying and then yeah. there's nothing left, yeah. you know? Um, but maybe we'll die happy. Yeah. I realized a while ago that the the most precious resource that we have is time, you know, and time. Mm-hmm. We don't get that back. You don't, it's like, that's all you get. And I want my good time. I don't want to give the best hours. I don't want all 40 going to somebody else and I get left with the scraps. It's like, <laughs> I get the best of me, you know? And yeah. that's where I think we're all really deciding. Cause it's like, what else do we have? Which might be like what needs to happen to break this like mm-hmm. nasty cycle that we've gotten into is just for us to have our little mental breakdown of like, I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> you know, like the it's rigged and I'm never going to win no matter yeah. how hard I try. So I'm going to go be by the river and I'm going to make art and I'm going to make dinner with my friends and just like watch a hummingbird and see mm-hmm. if I can see them land. Have you ever watched them land? Yeah. It seems like you won something. They're just so... I know they're so peaceful and their work is hard. And I'm like, that's what I want to be. Actually, I'm realizing as I'm saying that I oh. want to be a hummingbird that lands, you know, <laughs> oh my God. that's my fucking goal. <laughs> I'm just trying to land, man. <laughs> I have no other dreams, no other goals. No. Now I just want to be a hummingbird that lands. I just want to be able to land. You that's know? Like, so beautiful. Actually, yeah, I feel like that's what we're all just trying to do is just fucking yeah. land, you know, because we are just like strumming through every day. I mean, this is, since May, I've now had a full time. This is my first forty hour a week job ever. I know, I was and there it's once. like <laughs> I don't even understand. Like I, I don't. It will be when I was unemployed. I was like. I'd drop my kids off at school. I'd go work out for an hour and a half. I'd come home and clean my house. I'd make a delicious dinner, and mm-hmm. then my kids would come. Like it was, and now it's like, I don't even. I was joking with my with Kyle about like I don't even have time to be exhausted. No, like, you don't get to participate in your life when no. you work that grind. Right, and luckily I my the owners of my business are really kind, and they're like you know once we get your your department up and running more, you have more employees, I can totally work. I can go to a four day a week 
schedule, okay. which will be like better, but still, <laughs> but still it's a lot yeah, and it's it a lot for someone else, mm-hmm. you know? And like, that's one of the kind of pieces <laughs> that I wanted to touch on was work communities. Um, I have always been really uh, fearful of businesses that say, oh, we're a family. Yeah. We're a family here. We're a family at this place. And it's like, that needs to, the, uh, a work environment is a community and not even really a community no. because people are paid to be there. Yeah, you can find, it depends. And also it depends on what your, what your work line of work sure. is too. You know sure. what I mean? Like in an office environment, that's a very like, I don't know, I feel like we're all just outside of our human self, you know, yeah. but when you're working like more in like a, you know, like out on a farm, you know, or like harvesting, yeah. you know, I don't know, like that's a, you're working with your hands more natural. I don't know. I've worked in a lot of customer service yeah. and it's like, maybe it relates to like trauma bonding. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like we're uh-huh. working really intense and really difficult. We're putting on this people pleaser face, you know what I mean? And it's like, it was comfortable. And you did, I did create a, a lot of community through the ties that I made, but yeah. I, I think that was just because I was just around people. Yeah. You know, a lot of jobs are isolating. When I worked in that warehouse, it was like the most depressing yeah. time of my life. I worked 40 hours a week. I didn't see the sun. It was just like, I was alone in this big cold place. And I was just like, this is not who I am. It was actually my breaking point. It's like, yeah. I haven't done that since like I've changed my life. I'm like, I can't, I can't live like this. No. I don't even care. I'll be poor to the ground. I don't I don't even care. <laughs> I mean, I feel like all workplaces have the potential to be really great or really not great, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel I'm pretty lucky at my my place of work. I feel pretty appreciated and respected first time ever. That's <laughs> pretty great. Amazing. <laughs> pretty great. Um, but I also during the whole summer, I was in the kitchen by myself for three months and I just like came to work and everyone else was in other rooms, production rooms mm-hmm. and all these things. And they were all talking, kicking, and it was great. And then I would just go into the Be kitchen alone. and I would, first it was like, Oh, it was great. I can listen to podcasts. I can listen to audio books. I can talk to myself. It's awesome. I'm just making candy. And then about like a month and a half and into it, I was like, I am so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Holy know, shit. Right? It's like, oh, I hate this. And in fact, then I took a break from the kitchen. I was like, I'm going to go to the farm and trim yeah, for like two months. It. Like, See other see people. The, shake it up. We're social creatures, we man. We are. And it's a, that's why those work environments and those offices and the warehouse, the warehouse job I have, I would like to mention, it was for a great employer. And it was, it really was like one of the best jobs I ever had, but it was just me yeah. alone. And it like, it just, you know, yeah. not my... Not my cup of tea, but some people, they actually thrive in those kind of, what, what would you call those environments that like, I think those are the people who could just like study for a test and pass it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Neurotypical. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's probably um, it. Probably um, not. How convenient. I know. I know. <laughs> they also just like don't smoke pot or drink to chill or they oh. just raw dog reality. It's crazy. That's- I, well, maybe I don't know what that's like. Are those the people they say like there's 40% of people who don't have like an inner dialogue? And I've wondered, yeah. I want to see congruent studies of like who are those people and why? You know, like because yeah. that's a, like that's like a split. Is it like traumatized people have an internal dialogue because they have to be able to analyze things and you know like hmm. do risk assessment and all that kind of that's I mean yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And then we have to like do drugs to like suppress that dialogue <laughs> eventually. <For sure. laughs> I don't know. I just have some ideas. I want some more studies. No, that's curious. It is very fascinating. The people who don't talk. I just to like, themselves. don't believe it. I'm just like, how do you even 
what do we, are we the same? How does that, how is that so vastly different? That like, thing's going off all the time. You just, <laughs> you me. just have tasks and you do them and you don't think do you about see pictures. Yeah. Cause like, I see pictures and I hear words uh-huh, too. Yeah, yeah. It's like full on. Oh, full conversation. Yeah. Things all the time. Yeah. It spills out all the time too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Slippery slope. I yeah. see it. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. That's one of the things about being like part of the fair and like, uh, part of any community is the exposure and like how much you put into it and how much you actually let out of your real self, you know, like, cause you want to invest and you want to be authentic and real and present with people, but also you need to learn how to have those good boundaries. Yes. Like, have you felt in your career, especially with the fair, like, have you felt like you've gotten better and better at putting those boundaries up and creating them with people in the beginning so they know what they are. Oh yeah, I'm getting so much better at it. Like yeah. looking back, I didn't start fair with good boundaries because I said 10 years ago, but they have yeah. been one of the instigators of me defining my boundaries, definitely. Because I was just like, yes, I'll do more, I'll do more. And like I said, adrenal fatigue and I just run myself into the ground and like there's a limitless amount of work to be done there's like you can just give until there's nothing to give and what's the benefit you know like you really can't fill from an empty cup you know and it's like it's not selfish to take time for yourself it's not selfish to say no if you need to say no you know I don't know why there was always that like kind of guilt for me that was the boundary that I really needed to learn and I actively practice I love having boundaries now now that I got over some weird guilt stigma about having boundaries I'm just like fuck yes to boundaries and maybe yeah. using them a little bit too much <laughs> I don't know keeps you safe though uh, it keeps you safe it's fun it's empowering you know like every time I set a boundary and like I mean I've had to set some recently and they're so uncomfortable they're not fun it's not like oh this is my favorite thing it's like usually lame because yeah. It's a boundary. You know yeah. what I mean? If, if it's for whatever reason, boundaries come up and um, it's just as validating, you know yeah. what I mean? To hold, to like choose yourself, to like really think and actively like be on your own team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not a malicious thing to do to have boundaries aren't malicious. You know, boundaries are self-preservation, you know, and it's yeah. like to be a strong, active participating member of any community, you have to be invested in yourself because you can mm-hmm. only invest as much as you you know, like you can only give as much as you invest in yourself. And it's like, yeah. if you want to give to your community, then make sure that your shit's straight. You yeah. know what I mean? If you don't know how to do that, well, that's where we start. We start figuring out what, mm-hmm. what are my needs? You know, what are my wants? What are, what are my areas of opportunities to grow in? You know? And it's like, that's, you got to start somewhere and it's yeah. not externally. It's always internally, which is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that, that like unable, like just taking on more and more and two, <laughs> I feel like that is, um, kind of a feminine quality because we are not taught to have good boundaries from a a very very young age and so it's like then when you're a mom Mm -hmm. too we're both moms and so people are just like oh they're a mom they'll take care of it because they're a mom and like I'm not your mom like I barely like other people's kids I love my kids I think other people's kids mm-hmm. part of my overcompensation for that is like my need to make sure that my environment is like controlled and safe mm-hmm. you know what I mean and so as much if the more I engage with my environment and like help manage it the safer and more comfortable I feel in it and so like that's like my me my newest like realization yeah. and thing to overcome is like how do I stay sovereignly safe and secure in myself without having to have my hands and everything around me you know what I mean yeah. like and so that's that's new. I don't know. No answers for that, but I, I realize that's where I should be going. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that really lends itself to just being present. 
mm-hmm. and being engaged in your environment means yeah. that you're just like you're fully aware of where where you are the people around you you know just being present in the moment and it like engaging with yourself and being able to um, suss out if things feel a little weird yeah. and that things need to change a little bit um, I've there was like twice this last year at fair where I felt like I couldn't really speak my truth in the moment Mm -hmm. because it was so uncomfortable and then you just did it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm known for that. (laughs) And usually uh, I'm the loudmouth, so it's like, I was actually kind of, uh, it was a nice thing to have you take off my shoulders. I just don't, like, I I just don't want to sit in that energy. When I feel it, I'm like, you know what's cool is like, we can just like, shine a light on it you know the quickest way around anything is through it and so it's like I don't want to have that linger I don't want it to affect this dynamic I'd rather just like shine a light on it and have that one really awkward moment probably that wards off so much more you know like typically these things can bear resentment you know like they Mm -hmm. think these people were also creative with the dialogues I guess for us who do think in their heads you know (laughs) what I mean making up things and you know filling in the blanks and it's like that's a dangerous place and I don't I don't know. All I have to do is just say the uncomfortable thing, the elephant in the room, and then I can, like, grow with somebody I care about or just another person and just, like, abolish the, I call it neutralizing the energy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's, like, something brewing under it, and I can see it. We all know it. And I'm like, if I just go, blah, 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 you know, yeah. <laughs> it, then That's it's good. like, oh, cool. It's no longer has that power of the unsaid, mm-hmm. you know? Now it has been said. And usually mm-hmm. I become, like, kind of the lightning bolt of, like, the sayer of the weird, and that's not always a fun role to be in, but I'd rather, you know, traverse my life like that than, yeah. you know, like, I don't It's going to protect you from a lot of bullshit. I don't like leaving things unsaid, you know, yeah. and but it's learning when and how to say them, and mm-hmm. so I've always been the, like, person, you know, but it used to, I'm trying to say it with a sensitivity and intention and, you know, like, just the best way possible so it's not taken in... Yeah. out of context and taking a emo- because usually those things are emotional you know yeah. like somebody's gonna have a reaction because it's like brewing under yeah. you know none exactly. of that stuff's easy to pull out <laughs> and so if you were to give someone advice for being a positive and active member in their community if you were to give them two essential things what do you think they would be okay well, you definitely need to honor yourself, and to do that, you need to identify, you know, your wants and needs and your desires, and just, you know, like, really know what you're willing to put in, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You, like, check in with you, um, and then communicate, you know? Like, you have to have those boundaries. It's like, yeah, you set the boundaries or with yourself, you know, by identifying them as the first step, but then actually, like, holding people accountable to your boundaries, you know, and... Mm-hmm. That's just, I, I think, just any relationship with any human, it's, like, the best way to go is, like, I don't know. <laughs> being true. Is that one answer? Do you think yeah. that's just one answer? No, that, Sorry, I, I think being true, <laughs> being truly like honest and real with people and also um, protecting your peace. Yeah. But you like know? your expectations, you yes. know, like not, I think unvoiced expectations is a really, really dangerous, dangerous place for us to all be in. And we kind of, it's just kind of how we get through life. A lot of us, yeah. you know, and I think the more that we talk about, and that's, that takes the time for you to sit with yourself and be like, and that's the weird part. That's the hard part. I struggle with that all the time. I'm like, what do I want? Yeah. How do I feel? Why do I feel that way? Is that a way? Do I feel that way just because, like, I'm feeling insecure and scared? Or, you know what I mean? Is right. this actually a thing? You know, like, I don't know. There's a lot of just, like, introspective work that needs to be done, I think, yeah. to be successfully 
part of any community, but then also holding each other's accountable. Like mm-hmm. boundaries, that's the other part of it. It's like, yeah, hold implementing your boundaries means you're going to hold other people accountable. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk about that weird thing that's bubbling under the surface. You're not going to let it sit there forever and let it ruin a dynamic. You're, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're going to be willing to be uncomfortable and get I there. I think that's why like, it's important to have those different floodgates, like you said, yeah. <laughs> like those different uh, l- lines of defense so that it's not it's kind of filters out of the emotion mm-hmm. when you can have several people being invested and involved at, in resolution, especially when it comes into conflict. Like I, I being removed from the actual situation and having other people kind of mitigate all these other pieces of it yeah. and kind of suss it all out and lay it all out and make it into a format that's really digestible. Yes. That's something that I super struggle with because I'm, all emotion and not (laughs) analytics at all. And so having people around who are, who have those skills, like I used to feel like I needed to do it. I needed to be all of -hmm. the things to be an active and like successful member of a community. I needed to have the analytical brain. I needed to have the emotional brain. I needed to have the hard What's the point of having a community if you're doing it all, you know? Exactly. Community is collaboration and it's just like, leaning into your own strengths, owning your own strengths and mm-hmm. not being threatened by others, you know, knowing that the strength of your community member is your strength as well. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're here to share and grow together. And that's, I mean, just such a beautiful thing when we isolate, we're just limited, you know, yeah. we're just limited to what, you know, how you can be, but when we come together, it's limitless. It really is. Us humans are clever. I mean, look what we're doing right now. We're destroying ourselves. We're so clever. <laughs> we're so clever. We're so clever. <laughs> well, it's because we've gotten detached, you know yeah. what I mean? We're no longer working in harmony as we, you know, yeah. should be with each other or the planet. Just anything, you know, we're just kind of like, we're all sick right now. Yeah. <laughs> we are all really sick. And but it's conversations that like heal us and yes. like bring us back to the, what's actually happened, the actual reality. I know you want to hear. Okay. So I heard this and I have nothing to cite of this fact, but yeah. it was a, it was a news little bit or whatever on YouTube. And they were talking about how women live longer, right? Women mm-hmm. just, we live longer and they somebody, they're, somebody did some science on some women. Wow. <laughs> and they were trying to figure out why. And one of the theories is, is like, um, there's a, the fight or flight or whatever those hormone responses. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they've only been studying men and there's actually another one in women mm-hmm. and that's connect. And so when women have uh, extreme stress, our, one of our huge tendencies is to reach out to another female, to reach out and talk and to reach out and connect and to reach out and like collaborate, mm-hmm. just what we're talking about. Yeah. And that that it's a hormone response. Sorry guys, you ain't got it, (laughs) but like you can work on it. You know what I mean? There are cultures, um, across the globe. There's, um, gosh, I wish I remembered right now the name, but there's a a tribe that the men do. It's lots of, it's the same kind of thing. You know, they connect with each other. They check in with each other. It's, there's no stigma around the emotions, you know, and those men live just as long as the women do there, you know, and it's like community. So, you know, truly just connecting with another person. Just connecting. Also in moments of stress too, instead of like, I, vulnerability yes it's vulnerability exactly willing to be vulnerable open up your heart and let somebody share it with you and help it grow and mend and 
we're so afraid to be vulnerable because it could be like because we all are so yeah. embedded in shame because it'll hurt me yeah or i'll feel bad about yeah, it and i I'm feel so insecure stupid that yeah. i'm not perfect and i can't do everything by myself and it's like of course nobody can ever no. like that'd be insane yeah. <laughs> just like and thank god we can't do it all by ourselves uh, like, yeah thank goodness i like, don't want to no that sounds exhausting i don't want to like do roofing uh, you know no. like that's not my skill set i can't that. input data my brain doesn't do that but no. And if you, I could make you some smart, yeah. <laughs> delicious meal, yeah, I could be, I could bake um, you up a storm, gluten free, of course, <laughs> <laughs> a paper mache flamingo, it, we you know, when needed, we um, need it, yeah, some cloud lighting, you know, yes. like let's get whimsical. I could bring that to you, <laughs> yeah, and that is. Um, really important that we are all these like we can have these balanced members like you don't have to have all of the skills Mm -hmm. you don't have to be everything to everyone all the time like you can just and that I think that comes down to like being comfortable with yourself yeah yeah and I think that's really self-love is community love it's just like it's all we all already know we're just so sad just need to love how awesome we all are yeah and then like project that love onto everyone else (laughs) then everything would be great, you know? The aliens would finally come talk to us. <laughs> They're coming. I know, I hear I'm it. So I'm so excited. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen in my lifetime. <laughs> I know. I knew it. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm guessing like within the next five years. You know, I, gonna it's going to be interesting. I like, I'm here for this wild card, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I I mean, I thought we'd all be dead. Like, here's yeah, ago, honestly. I, At not least to be pessimistic. Be <laughs> but it's like, how much hope is there for I know. Well, us I mean, right now? Aliens. That's I, the Yeah, hope I always thought like, <laughs> I had this theory that like the one thing that would unite humans is a common enemy because that's how our brain right. works. And if like aliens made contact, it's like, oh no. Right. No, it doesn't. That no. we would like, they don't. No. We're just so s- unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> that we aren't reaching our potential. <laughs> we could be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my heart is full of a lot of love, self-love and community love, because I get to be part of your community. Aww. And I'm just really grateful that you came and chatted with me today and we got to hang out. Yeah, this is And great. yeah, you're great. <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> this is your first podcast and you were like, Ever. you're like chit-chatting it up. You're doing oh, great. I, I could talk it. all day, man. <laughs> I know. I'm like, hmm, what else can me and April know. do podcasts about? We could do an artsy-fartsy one. Mm-hmm, we could mm-hmm. do all sorts of. I talk about all sorts of shit. We talk about parenting. <sighs> My kid, I got him all the way done. You're done though. Yeah, he's not paying rent yet, but <laughs> <laughs> that's next. He's paying his own taxes. So. <laughs> <That's good>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should we should definitely have a uh, we should have a um, subculture mama podcast because uh, yeah. <laughs> moms who smoke weed with their kids. Yeah, yeah. it's so cool. It is great. Is it's it weird so that I'm like, can you get a fake ID so you go to the dispensary for me? Run those errands. <laughs> yeah, now that you can uh, drive, like, can you just go do that? It'd be great. It'd be yeah. so convenient for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you very much. I love you too. Thank you so and much for having me. Yes, thank you for coming. And if you um, have not followed me on Instagram or TikTok. Instagram is in my feelings with Alyssa Buttons. TikTok is Miss Buttons Zero. Um, I love you. Stay kind. Stay weird. And stay in part of your community. Hell yeah, that's my vibe. All I needed was a seat at the table. Shut the front door. Sit your ass down. This is me when I'm feeling my feelings. Way.